SAFM's Beck and Soda. Ooh, happy Halloween. Oh, Halloween, of course. Uh, big, big day for the uh, confectionery companies. <laughs> Kids will be out and about. <laughs> and then a great follow-up for the dentists. <laughs> Dragons, <laughs> Halloween, everyone, gee, everyone's into it, isn't it? It gets it bigger every year, and I remember when I got trick-or-treated once, kids knocked on our door, and mm. I had nothing. I gave them a muesli bar. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't come back. That's a good way to keep them away. Exactly. But uh, now, we're actually, not going to that witch's house again. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't dressed up. Yes, she was. No, she wasn't. Huh? You're supposed to hang something I, out on your letterbox if you've oh, got... Oh, if you're, yeah, if yeah. you're Halloween so kids, friendly. You don't see that. Don't go up to it. No, yeah. Last year, I just put a cauldron of lollies out in front of the gate so people wouldn't knock. Don't come in. What? So, oh, they just took as many as they needed? They yeah. just helped themselves at the <laughs> gate. Wow. Oh, geez, there's some efforts going on, though, oh, isn't there? Yeah. They've dressed our studio up. Looks there, fantastic. There's fake cobwebs, and one keeps getting stuck to me with an actual spider, a fake spider, which scared the... Out of me this morning. Some of the houses uh, look magnificent. Oh, um, he's, it's off just, uh, he's off again. He's off again. It's just a great time now, isn't it? I used to think it was the Americanisation of our culture, but now I just think it's something fun that the kids get into. It gets yeah. them out on the street, off their screens. Yeah. The Americanisation of our culture. What are you judging society for in that? Have you... Um, I judge everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, that's Let the kids have some fun, I guess. I have been um, very lucky and fortunate to be in New York City when Halloween is on. And oh, I can tell you, you right marathons. now, it is insane. Really? Yeah, everyone is dressed up. People are going to work. Like at 7 a.m. you see people going to work with their briefcases like dressed as Fred Flintstone. <laughs> people actually get engaged into things like that. And then uh, the funny thing is, because you know you get, they have their big um, underground station or what, subway, yeah. it's called in New York. Yeah. When you go on the subway on Halloween night, it's like, like a Michael Jackson thriller film clip. <laughs> Everyone's dressed. So if you're not dressed up even as an adult, you're the odd one out. Mm. It's a really bizarre, confronting situation, mm. but really cool. Yeah, you can take your mask off now, your scary mask. <laughs> Oh, it's just your face. <laughs> okay. That didn't land as well as I did. Didn't hoped. quite work, did it? No. No. You want to go again? It was a, a lot better when we, Don't go to the witch's house in Henley Beach because she won't give you any lollies. <laughs> Have a little apple boy. Have a muesli bar. All right. Bugger off, you old hag. Happy Halloween, everybody. That took a turn. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Spooky day, Halloween. Uh, but you're just telling me then during that song that you've done a seance. Lots of seances. Really? When I was in about year 10, it was a trend. We'd make our own Ouija board, write letters, write yes or no, and push a glass around and ask. And I swear, we, did it in an en- we didn't go to a cemetery, we did it in an empty house block. And I swear that glass moved and everybody oh. said it wasn't them pushing it. Come on. You, yeah. What questions were you sort of asking? Uh, uh, I think we were asking like whether our crush liked us. <laughs> That's not, like no. We were summoning the dead to find out yeah. if our boyfriends were like. <laughs> Isn't the Ouija board you meant to be talking to someone who's passed? Yeah. yeah. What we just so you got, hang on. You got a Ouija board <laughs> and you're going. Hey, does what was Coco was your boyfriend at school, no, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah we, he was. Does yeah. Coco like me? What? Who are you talking the dead to? Know these things? <laughs> that is ridiculous. Do you know? Um, I can remember when we were younger mm. um, in the Dandenongs in Victoria. Anyone that's been over to Melbourne would know there was a haunted house, Ooh. and I think Olinda was the area. It was near the cemetery, mm. and we wanted to go and check out this haunted house. And so what we did was we made a little a little bet that we would stay in the cemetery. For the night. Mm. 
overnight. No. That's dumb. But we took a few little drinks there and I was absolutely petrified. And I'm telling you, there is absolutely no doubt there were three of us, right? Me, Foggy and Cash. And <laughs> we Foggy's were, at the centre of all of I your know, bad decisions. Me, Foggy yeah. and Cash. And I'm going to tell you, I don't believe in ghosts, but we were there in the middle of the night, right? listening, just sitting near a grave, and I can tell you we could hear talking, and it was like mumbling of two men's voices having a conversation, but we couldn't detect the conversation, but we all heard it, and I don't care what anyone says, there were ghosts talking from the grave. Serious. Uh, Well, you shouldn't have been staying in a cemetery in the first place. Okay, Kelly's called in from Ingle Farm. What happened in the graveyard? Well, I've got a magnificent Uh, scary story. Where are you, Kel? (laughs) <laughs> um, so when I was younger, me and my friends kept hearing that Kapunda Cemetery was haunted. Yep. So we decided to one night take a drive out there and we're walking around the cemetery. Everything was fine. And then randomly we started hearing like lullaby music <sighs> and it started creeping us out. So we're walking around trying to find where this music came from and we finally found it and it was actually coming from a dead little boy's grave. Hang on, the music was coming out of the grave? Yeah, like his gravestone was like like singing this lullaby. It didn't have any lyrics, it was just like a tune. (sighs) And once we reached it and we were just, nah, like let's get out of here, we're done. Really? Yeah, it was really creepy. Wow. See? Stuff happens in cemeteries, Beck. Absolutely. Right. 131060, give us a buzz. What happened in the cemetery? Right. What about this one? Um, Claudia has put on Facebook, right? She's tagged in her friend Lisa and said, remember when we couldn't find Janie's grave and then this bee started buzzing around her and she was running away from the bee. When she finally got rid of the bee, right? She looked down and she found her friend's grave. <gasps> That's spooky. Spooky. That's spooky. Spooky. Beck, amazingly, uh, Kelly from Ingle Farm just told us that she'd heard the Kapunda Cemetery was haunted. Mm. So she went there with her friends and they could hear a lullaby playing out of a little boy's oh headstone. Oh my gosh, that no. is scary. Um, looking at Facebook here, what about Pam has said that she once tried riding her and her friends riding some horses through a cemetery and the horses stopped at the gate and wouldn't go through. <gasps> no. Yep, animals have a sense. Our question, what happened at the cemetery? Oh, yep. Sandy. Sandy had some special cuddles in the cemetery. That's not nice. Oh. Don't do that, Sandy. With a stiff? <laughs> mm, weird. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, right now. Oh, hey. oh, my God. This is another one. Kapunda Cemetery. Rachel from Evanston. Good morning, Rach. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm magnificent. Hey, Rach, tell us, you, you've you also been to Kapunda Cemetery. Did you hear that it was yep. haunted? Many times, yeah. Me and my best friend used to go many times when we were younger in our 20s. Um, so there was a particular time we were just walking through and it was just me and him. And we could hear um, like little like pebbles being thrown at our feet as we're walking. So that was yeah. pretty freaky. Um, and then all of a sudden, we just heard this massive bang, like a brick had been thrown at like a, sh- a garden shed. Right. And we just ran for it. And this was back in the day. We didn't have mobile phone, like cameras on our phones. We yep. had a Polaroid camera. Yep. Um, and we had the Polaroid camera in the back seat driving home. And all of a sudden, it just flashed <gasps> and took a photo on the back seat, just of the internal side of the internal <gasps> of the car. And no one was sitting in the back? No one. It was just me and my friend in the front driving home wow. on our own. Is something going on at Capone Cemetery? And was there anything yeah. on the Polaroid photo when it came out? 
It was just um, like the internals of the actual car, right. but we never went back there again. Right, and so Rachel, amongst so you're Evanston, you're not far from up there. Was that when you were growing up amongst all your crew, everyone sort of knew Kapunda was haunted, the cemetery? Correct, yeah. This is what we did in our fun, uh, for fun was we went to cemeteries late at night, exploring, looking for ghosts. So, wow. Did you ever find any? Uh, no. Well, you did. Well, you yeah, sound like there's one in the back of your car. There's something really in this place. We're not going to Kapunda. We should go. We should ring the council up there and see if we can camp overnight in the Kapunda Cemetery. Let's pitch a little tent. Let them rest in peace. No, I reckon it'd be fascinating. I'm not pitching a tent with you in Kapunda. There's clearly something going on in Kapunda. There's no doubt about Mm. it. Yeah, all right. Um, Hey, now coming up next, do you ever eat off the kids' menu at a restaurant? Uh, No, because I'm an adult. There are some hidden treats. Don't you worry about that. What, huh? chicken nuggets? <laughs> Mate, there are some hidden treats. Oh, I've got a, a little, little hack. Little sliders. A little hack coming up next. And nothing wrong with a little slider, mate. <laughs> Clearly, like, there's nothing wrong with four Freddo All frogs right. from the trick-or-treat basket here. <laughs> Tim from Salisbury East is just on the line. He's giving us a call. Uh, now, Timmy, you've been to that same place at Kapunda. Yes, uh, me and a couple of mates. We actually did a ghost tour in Kapunda. And then we left from that to go out to the Kapunda Cemetery because we heard it was haunted as well. I started walking in, and I was about five metres in front of my mates, and I felt a little stone get thrown out the back of my leg. And I thought it was them, so I turned around, and I was like, stop being idiots. Like, you don't need to go throw stones at me. And they're like, what? We didn't. Really? And I was like, bullshit. Nah, and I thought they did. So, um, to this day, they're still adamant they didn't do it. So, And then I heard that last caller. Yep saying how she heard our stones getting thrown. Yes. So wow. I was like, maybe Same it actually thing. did happen. Mate, that's amazing, Timmy. It's There's something going on there, definitely. And so when you, being at Salisbury Way, you're not far from the Barossa, did everyone around your area know that the Kapunda place was haunted? Yeah, yeah. Got a couple of mates that um, has heard that it's haunted. Um, yep. We still want to go back and uh, have another crack, so... <laughs> Okay, go. we've See? got Thanks, Tim. Uh, we've got another call. That's oh, another one through. now. Yeah, Emma from Salisbury. Have you also been to the Kapunda Cemetery? Um, yes, I have. <laughs> what happened there? Um, so me and my friends, we went there at night, which you're actually not meant to, but we didn't know that at the time because mm-hmm. you can get done for trespassing. Anyway, oh, right. um, we were using this app called Ghost Troop, which basically it spits out random words that you which the spirits are trying to communicate you um, with. Yeah. We were walking to a grave and I saw like three little chocolate bars on the ground. So I kicked them. And as soon as I kicked them, the device said, stop, stop. And I was like, oh my God. And then my friends were like kind of freaking out because it's just really weird. And then as we were walking back to the car, um, the device just yelled out car, car. And we're like, what the hell? So we like ran to the car. It It was really creepy. And wow. yeah, weird. And so, so the rest of the time, yeah. this device or the app hadn't hadn't said anything apart from those two occasions. Um, yeah, no, I hadn't really said anything else apart from those two things. And so I just thought it was like really weird. And yeah, so they obviously didn't want us to like be there. <laughs> Absolutely, Em. Thank you so much for your call. How's that? Hey, <sighs> spooky. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh my gosh! Look at these trending topics. Try as I might to keep. Kardashians and Jenners out of the goss over the years. I've just given up and I'm going all in because Kim Kardashian announced seven hours ago that just about a week after announcing that she was going into men's underwear, 
as in launching <laughs> launching uh, men's underwear. Thanks for the clarification. That she is now the official underwear partner mm-hmm. of the NBA, the men's basketball league and the women's basketball league and USA basketball. So she is supplying jocks. Right. Good on her. Uh, and so she has an underwear brand. She has skims. No, Have you heard no. of skims? Nope. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's it's big. She is shapewear. Okay. But okay, that's that's news number one. News number two, and it dropped over the weekend and broke the internet. She's launched a new bra with a built-in nipple. Or two two nipples. Well that's good. <laughs> for symmetry. Yep. Um and she did it in this bizarre skit. Some days are hard, but these nipples are harder. And unlike the icebergs. These aren't going anywhere. Right. So she linked it to global warming and and did, to her credit, say that she was going to be donating 10% of sales from the Skims Ultimate Nipple Bra uh, yep. to a global network to uh, support the, the planet. It very much shows that um, nipples are in at the moment. What do you mean? Nipples N- are in. What? I mean, well, actually, technically, nipples are out, as in they're out. You can see them. Or, what, like as a fashion accessory? Yeah, people are, are shunning the bra. But you know what? I have I have a problem with this, not because nipples are out. I think it, it, this is this is shaming normal people's nipples. So if you want to go what? out with your... Jeez, oh, if you shame a bit today. Yeah, so now nipple no, shaming. You're no, accusing her of nipple get shaming. Get your nipples out. But if, if you have to buy a bra that has built-in nipples so yep. they're the perfect size and well, the yeah. perfect shape and pointing in the perfect direction like you haven't had three children yeah. sucking on them, yeah. then that's unfair for people with normal nipples. So now it's like now we've got Kim Kardashian telling us what the perfect shaped nipple is. Why can't our, our nipples as they are just get them, get them out? Free the nipple. I've always been free the nipple. But why does it have to be Kim Kardashian? Kardashians dictating what our nipples should look like. I'm confused by your logic. My logic is get your own nipples out. Don't right. pay Kim Don't Kardashian have... to sell you a bra with the nipples that she thinks you should have. But get your maybe... own ones out. Okay. Well, just get cold. Yeah. Well, Wouldn't that help? Yeah. Do you know what? I hate you, it. People I hate it when men look are... you up and down and go, oh, bit chilly in here. It's like, yes, that's what happens. It happens to you as well. In our promo picture, Soda, yep. you can see your nipple. I know. It's fantastic. <laughs> it looks like I could cut glass. Yeah, really? Have a look it's at that it nipple. Oh, it does. Wow. We should put that online. It's a good nipple. It's a great nipple, but you didn't have to pay <laughs> Kim Kardashian to make you a nipple, to mould you a nipple in a shape that she thinks is socially acceptable. Stay out of our nipples, Kim. We can use our own nipples to to poke through our clothes if we want. I'm (laughs) okay. Yeah. What do you? It's very fashionable to have your nipples out to know where bra. That's fine. What? That's in nipples are in. Nipples are in. No, no, nipples are out. Well, they're out. <laughs> they're out, but they're fashionable. I but don't I'm just see saying, anyone use your walking own nipples. Don't line a Kardashian's pocket yep. for her nipples. Use your own nipples if you want to get them out. Ice your own up. Ice your own nipples. There you go. That's, oh, the, that's the thing to do. Today. No, I don't think that's what I want. my so, <laughs> Get your nipples out? Is yes. that what we're saying? You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Well, Beck, everyone's well aware of what's been going on between Israel and Palestine. It's just a frightening situation. Shocking. I think they said there's been more than 8,000 deaths already. But this is a moment featuring uh, David Woodward, who is a Channel 7 correspondent, and he's away with cameraman Henry Lynch, and this is what's happened. We have one of those flares just going up there. I don't know if you can see that now. There are Israeli troops on the ground inside Gaza at the moment. Israel is still, though, not calling this. In fact, I think we might have to go now, guys. We've got to go. 
the vision is absolutely frightening. Um, Henry Lynch, the cameraman, joins us now. He's about 10K from the Gaza border at the moment. Um, Henry's a good boy. He spent a lot of time in Adelaide here cruising around, and now he's bloody in the middle of a war. Uh, Henry, how are you, mate? Good, thanks, guys. Morning, morning. Um, Are you okay, mate? You're safe? Yeah, we are. We are safe. We had all our security protocols um, in order last night when that happened. We were um, right by a safe room. Um, But it's very interesting to see how the Israeli Iron Dome system actually works. And the closer you get to the border, the less time you have to react. Where we were last night in Starot, you have about five to six seconds from when the rocket launches to actually take cover. So it's a really short period of time tonight. We're a bit further north in a town called Ashkelon, uh, and we've got 30 seconds up here tonight. So explain to us the moment when you could obviously see the rocket fire in the distance and then when you knew that it was coming too close for comfort. Yeah, I saw these um, lights kind of go up in the background and there's always a lot of rocket fire between Israel into into some of the buildings in um, Gaza there. And we saw these pop up and I kind of signaled to, my, um, to David Roywood, our um, correspondent, and that there's something behind, so we referred to it, and then our security guard tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, guys, we've got to go, and then speakers went off and jumped over the fence and straight into the safe room, and we saw boys have a bit of a scramble as well. Lynchy, uh, I mean, I don't know if this sounds like a super question, but do you actually feel safe where you are? Um, yeah, I do. People are asking me that lots. Do you, do you feel unsafe? Are you scared? And I wouldn't say scared's the right word, and I think it's more that it was a bit of a moment of panic, but mm. the Iron Dome system is incredible to watch. We go out onto the hotel balcony and you see these Iron Dome rockets shoot up into the air and intercept the rockets that are coming from the right. Hamas terrorists out of Gaza. Wow. Pretty incredible to see. Which is so um, terrifying yeah. for us over here because we have no idea, and, and I think you can say that without being anti-Israeli or pro-Hamas, to just say that we are so mortified to see what's happening to, to families in the Gaza Strip. Yeah, it really is full on what to, to see what's happening in there. And I don't know if you can hear at the moment, but we're on a balcony in Ashkelon and there's a few loud bangs going off just constant the last hour or so. Um, just um, Israel just going hard into mm. Gaza and they've already taken over a few towns around the border. So it's very sad for the people inside Gaza as well. What does your family think and your loved ones? Do you have a partner? Like, what, how do they feel? No, no, no girlfriend. So that's all right. But yeah, mum's not too happy that I'm over here. So I'm checking in with her lots during the day and she was a bit worried yesterday morning when she saw our live cross on sunrise with what happened but no, I just try and keep her calm as I can and check in as much as I can. Well, Lynchy, look after yourself, mate. Please be safe. SAFM's Beck and Soda. SAFM's Beck and Soda. We are looking for Adelaide's greatest snorer. This came from your mate, Foggy, who was sleeping on your couch. Yep. And mid-conversation with you, which says a lot, he fell asleep and went out. 8.08 p.m. We're chatting about footy, and then just, that's what I heard. This is actually him that I've recorded him. And then I thought, oh, it's horrendous. bad. We had to just about surgically remove the curtains out of his nostrils. (laughs) Uh, He was going hard. So we have had some great entries. SAFM.com.au if you've got uh, an horrific snorer. In your house, uh, $5,000 prize package up for grabs. Thanks to Dreamland. It's got the ensemble bed. We've got a staycation in the city with accommodation, dinner and drinks so that you can get away if you need to get away from your snorer and a great survival kit. Righto. Our next contender, Bree, joins us. Well, Bree, got to ask, how's your sleeping going? Oh, 
you know, between Bruce and being 30 weeks pregnant, it's um, it's not going great, but oh dear. <laughs> we get in there. You've sent in some audio of Bruce uh, snoring. Let's listen to what you've been going through. That's a deep snore too. There's a real strength and intensity. There's a masculinity about Bruce's snore. Um, how often does he snore? Every time he's asleep, he will oh. crack that snore. He's definitely a comfortable sleeper and you can tell. How long have you been putting up with this? Uh, a year and a half. If you give him a little nudge and sort of push him on his side, will he stop? Uh, no, nothing stops him. Once he's asleep, he is out cold and will snore for the whole night. And he loves to actually sleep on my pillow, luckily. Oh, so <laughs> I get to put up with that all night long. So that's in your ear the whole time? Yep. <laughs> What's he do for work, Bruce? Doesn't have a job at the moment. He's very good at digging. Right. <laughs> all right, come clean, Bruce. Who's Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> He's our dog. <laughs> right. That is your dog. Yeah. <laughs> your dog has been reincarnated as a different man because that is a human-sounding snore. Oh, uh, it's. We've actually got two other dogs as well that um, snore all through the night as well. So God. it's <laughs> it's a symphony of snoring all night long. <laughs> How does your partner Josh deal with it? He sleeps like through everything as well. So he doesn't hear Bruce or any of the other right. dogs snoring. So it's just me, luckily. <laughs> so you've got three big dogs, you and your partner Josh all in the one bed. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy, a bit going on there. There's uh, not much room left. <laughs> all right, Brie. Well, good luck um, with the baby and um, and thank you for sharing uh, your snoring dog with us today. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Five in bed. Little one said, roll over, Beck, and get out. The snoring dog is not going to be <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, SAFM.com.au, if you've got a big snorer, record them, send it in to us, and we will be awarding this $5,000 prize courtesy of Dreamland very, very soon indeed. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Beck, when I started working here, given a brand new laptop, which mm. is great. So I've got my laptop here. Anyway, because it was all programmed by uh, our boss, Flack, um, <laughs> the, the password into my computer he created, and the password is Flack is cool. Yeah. Right? So it's sort of bizarre. So every morning I yeah. start the computer, I write Flack is cool, yeah. and I'm going, oh, can they just ask me to update my password so I can actually put a decent password in? Yeah, but um, also there's numbers and a symbol afterwards as well because our password system is so complicated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flack is cool, and there's a capital letter and an exclamation mark and his birthday. Right, yeah. I won't put that out on air. Anyway, so I've been doing that for the 1995, <laughs> the yeah, past few months, 40. 2012. I mean, Doogie Howser runs our station. <laughs> anyway, so I'm just typing away, and uh, and then I've realised they've come and said you can change your password, and I've mm. gone, how good is this? So I've just changed it to my own password this did, morning. Oh, uh, is it Becky's hot? 1980. 
seven. I just said our station's run by Doogie Howser, and now I've got to admit that I'm working next to a flog. I mean, seriously, what's going on in this place? No, but he did the same to mine, but I can't. I tried so many times to change it, and every option I put in was like, you need another symbol, or you need a capital letter, or you need it. And mean? so I've just gone, I couldn't change it. What? I've st- I'm still on. I don't of course you can change it. I couldn't. Every, every one that I option that I put in, they wouldn't let me, to the point where I just went back and added another symbol to my existing password, which is flack is cool. I couldn't oh change God. it. He's infiltrated everyone. How'd you manage to... I don't know. I just typed in... And it let you do the first thing you said, put in. Type in a new password and I, um, I wrote, Beck is a flag, <laughs> right? And then it wouldn't accept it. And I'm looking and going, oh, it's got um, spell check. So then I wrote, Beck is a flog. And I went, oh, bang, ding. And it worked perfectly. <laughs> just put a hashtag on the end because they asked for a symbol. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> Beck is a... Willy Wonka, and they didn't accept that, so you changed that word as well. <laughs> Except Willy, they wouldn't allow. <laughs> You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Bring it back, SAFM back. with Beck and Soda for breakfast. Thank you, Ed Scare in there. Ed Scare. Oh, no, oh, I had no. Dead Sheeran. Dead Sheeran. Okay, Dead Sheeran. Of course, we're doing this. Ugh, you're unbelievable. Yeah, Dead Sheeran is good. Right, what we're doing is taking a celebrity name, giving it's Halloween, give it a little twist and make it scary. Uh, we've got some great prizes. Uh, we've got a little Halloween pack to give to people. Is that right? Mm. Yes, we've got yeah. something. I'm yeah. just eating all the snacks. Oh, uh, hang on. Just get <laughs> producer Rach on. Hey, Rach, you there? How are you going? Hang on. Where is she? Hello, yeah, Rach. She's there. No, it's Guys, I'm just trying to answer the phones and do my job. <laughs> yeah, can't you get a little prize? Can you put a prize pack together for our wonderful yes. people? Yes, we'll sort something out. Okay, good. Anyway. <laughs> Leave some of the snacks for me. I'll yeah. tell you what, I've got a little hint of bridezilla mm, in that uh, yeah. attitude. Well, you know, she's busy. Lots of calls coming right, through. Here we go. 13, 10, okay, Beck, so we'll just kick on. things off. I've got one for you. All right. Okay, uh, Goodwill hunting star Matt Demon. Good. Good, good, yep. good, good. Leonardo Decapitated. Yeah. <laughs> I love these. Right. What have you got for us? Uh, Jamie Lee Cursed. <laughs> right. You maybe, always maybe. buzz me. Um, all right. It's sexist. Be, oh, 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 be God. Hey, don't, don't unbelievable shame me. Ready for I've got a couple for you here, right? right? This will redeem things after that disaster <laughs> you had to crack out. What about Trick Astley and Treat Murray? Oh, tri- Hang on, Pete I'd... Murray, Treat Murray, oh, Trick oh, Ashley, okay, Rick Ashley. They're not a Murray. duet. You know no. what I mean? They've never released a single together, so you can't yeah, really just lump them together. Mate, I can when it's Trick or Treat. No, he'll give you That's a the buzz lump. anyway. Give me a ding, give me a ding. <laughs> I gave you yes. one That's what I mean. You always get a ding and I always Producer get a Producer Rachel, here you go, Rach. <laughs> yeah, I'm good now. Oh, good, good. <laughs> okay. What do you got, Rach? But before, wow. <laughs> what do you got for us, Rach? Um, actor Jim Scary. Yes. Yeah. Yes, good. Mm. Yeah, any others? Yeah, actress Hayley Frankenstein Field. Frankenstein? Oh, Hayley Steinfeld. Frankenstein I've got Halloween Berry. Yes. Halloween. Oh, yeah. I felt that was charity. <laughs> Let's go to the phones. Gemma right. in Selleck's Beach. What have you got? Make a celebrity spooky. Oh, I've got a magnificent one for you. Oh, Gemma, you're in the running for the holiday. <laughs> I got Angelina Gori. Ah, Angelina Gori. Instead of Jolie. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Okay, yeah. Well right, done, Jim. Nice. Love it. Um, let's go to Christy and Blake for you. Who have you got, Christy? Second Soda, you are magnificent <laughs> this Tuesday. Beautiful. Well done. Um, what do you got, Christy? Go Sebastian. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Nice oh, well, try. Guess what? You're the running for a holiday, mate. You've done well. Uh, okay, what about Mick from Kidman Park? G'day, Mickey. That's a rhyme. Hey, magnificent. Oh, hey, happy Halloween too, my friend. Hey, Lady Gargoyle. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Right, oh, Mickey, you're in the running for a holiday as well. And what about Daniela from Hope Valley? Good morning. G'day, Daniela. How are you? I'm magnificent, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm magnificent too. What have you got for us, Daniela? Make someone scary. I, I have got Rebe- Rebecca Corks. I'm sorry, Beck. <laughs> Daniela, you, you win. win. You win. You win. <laughs> That's excellent. Sorry, Beck. No, I couldn't help it. Actually, Daniela, it. stop apologising or you will not win. No, do you know why I love it? Because that means I'm a celebrity. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and our newsreader M is in with some of the news making headlines. Good morning, guys. Happy Halloween. Yes. Boo hoo to you, too. <laughs> you don't say boo hoo. Yeah. You are really what? not embracing this in any way. <laughs> don't, don't you go boo to scare someone? You're yeah, not boo hoo. That's crazy. You're yeah, right, mate. Boo hoo to you, too. Do okay. that after the show. Good like. AM. Boo hoo to you, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the Australian Bureau of Statistics, mm-hmm. they've crunched the numbers and found that more South Australians are dying than usual. Right. Oh, well, it was a natural war of attrition, isn't it, where people just drop after old age or something? <laughs> what, yeah. are they, what are we dying of? Well, ageing. <laughs> oh, well, That'll do it. Uh, how did they commission that report? <laughs> and unhealthy lifestyles. Okay. Right. So are we unhealthier than other states here in South Australia, Benny? Uh, yes, at, yes, and in places like Sejuna, Port Pirie and Port Augusta. In, in the, the regions. regions. Mm. That's right. Yep. Okay. Um, well, look, go and get fit, and if you're ageing, well, you're going to die. That's essentially what's happening. Okay. Yeah. We're all going to get it at some point. Yeah. Groundbreaking. Well done, ABS. Going nicely. dying of ageing, sadly. Yeah. And uh, in more positive news, yes. SA, well, we've been uh, ranked third best skinny-dipping location in the world. Oh. Really? Yes. At Maslin specifically? Yes, at Maslin Beach. It's coming at number three. In the world. That's right. Right. Who's number one? I haven't heard of this, but Lokrum Island, Croatia. Right. They're the best skinny dippers or best place. And what's number two? Uh, somewhere in Italy. So do right. Googling flights to <laughs> Lokrum Island. Lokrum. Are you a skinny dipper? Um, Did you get little soda out? Oh. <laughs> oh, <ouch>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I know what you want to say. Don't say it. <laughs> I like to call him Big Soda. <laughs> Big guy. But you can run with whatever you like. Um, what about those two little morsies? Have they ever seen a sun? What about this? So seven key metrics of skinny dipping friendliness. Yeah, what are they? Pollution, blue flag status, weather, air temp, water temp, safety and hotel cost. Geez, yeah. temperature's important. Oh. <laughs> well, that's what I said. <laughs> Have you uh, skinny dip? Um... Mm, yeah, I, yes, I have. Where? Um, well, as a, like as a teenager, I down at Google once at night. My girlfriends and I ran in Ooh. when it was dark. Always you didn't have to night. see yeah, everything right. jiggling and jangling. Mind you, there's not a lot of jiggle in my. When it comes you to haven't my. been to like a beach though, where I've been, I've, a nude beach. I've or? been to a couple of nude beaches, but not got nude myself, which makes you feel like a bit of a voyeur. You can't go to a you nude can. beach. There's, no. there's one in New South Wales that I went to where one end is clothed and the yeah. other is nude, and then all the clothed people are just like. <laughs> having a little perv and then there was one old man who walked 
from the nude beach down into the clothes, and it was um, gravity had not been kind. Right. Well, people have just embrace it. That's good. <laughs> have you? Been? Uh, no, I've never been. Oh, no, I did. Once when I was traveling, I was backpacking, I reckon in Spain, mm. I remember going to a nude beach because the two people were going at it like dogs, just in front of people. Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah. And it was like no one even batted an eye. And I'm going, I reckon those two were right in. And I went a bit Ooh. closer and went, they, they are. Mm. Okay. And I needed a bucket of cold water. But they, no one cared. It was like everyone was very liberated. <laughs> I, um, I did topless sun bake once at Henley Beach. And then I did it for about five minutes because I was trying did to you? get rid of my tan lines. And I got way too self-conscious. I felt exposed. That's essentially what does happen. Yeah. <laughs> this is SAFM's Beck and Soda. We were talking uh, just before about um, kids eating off adult menus or adults eating off kid menus. Yeah. So I've been uh, told there's this nice little cafe just out near Lower Northeast Road that is a great family cafe, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been dying to go. And then the other night I grabbed Sienna, Felix and Otis and I said, we're going out for dinner. Aww. So I took them out for dinner, trying to teach them to use knives and forks and all those sorts also, of things. Also, you didn't want to cook. And be polite, and of course I didn't want to cook. Anyway, so we get there, right? Sienna and Otis order a couple of little pizzas. Food was terrific. A couple mm-hmm. of little pizzas off the kids' menu. Mm. And then Felix is looking through the menu, and um, I said, what are you going to have, mate? And uh, he's not looking at the kids' menu. He's looking at the adult menu. How old is Felix? Uh, Felix is 11, right? So anyway, he goes, Dad, I'll take that um, the pasta with the blue swimmer crab. <sighs> And the chilli. And I've gone, sure, mate, no worries. Anyway, so he's ordered that, and I've just ordered a pasta with the pork sausage. <laughs> anyway, very nice, smashing mm. through the meals. And there's Felix's meal, massive size. He has just nailed it and just home through it. And really nice pieces of crab in there, you know. It, was, it wasn't like your seafood extender crab. Yeah, you know, The okay. fritz of the sea. It wasn't <laughs> that stuff. It was actually genuine crab in there. Anyway, he smashed it. And I've gone and got the bill, and I went, whew. Jeez, that's a little pricey. Anyway, I've gone and uh, paid the bill, no problem at all. Had a look at the menu on my way out. Looked at Felix's meal. It was the most expensive thing on the entire menu. It was a $38 pasta. $38 for for an 11-year-old kid to eat some seafood? Absolutely. And, I mean, I was having a little chuckle, and I just said to him, mate, I'll tell you what, haven't you got a bloody oh. champagne sort of taste? Does he think Dad's on telly or something? <laughs> but, but, you know, it's just he read the menu, looked at it, and he goes, well, that looks really good. And I just think, my little bugger has picked the most expensive thing on the menu. Hmm. I mean, the pork sausage pasta was only 20-odd bucks, so it was a lot cheaper. <laughs> Than his $38 pasta, 11-year-old boy. And a kid's menu is usually for under 12. So he's prime under 12 kid's menu age. And I'm sitting there going, what is going on with this little bugger? Um, But I thought he's got fine taste because I can even remember sometimes like for breakfast, I'll go, uh, what are you after? And Sienna goes, oh, I'll have um, uh, the crunchy nut cornflakes. Otis says, I'll have a little flat chap, which is a croissant with ham, you know, toasted because it's flat. Oh, gosh. And then I go to Felix, what are you after? He goes, oh, Dad, you can whip up a Mediterranean dips plate. I said, a what? He said, you know, like a Mediterranean dips plate with some capers and some olives, um, gherkin, maybe some hummus. Where are you learning this stuff? I don't know if it's TikTok. I don't know if it's YouTube. But the kids rocked out Mediterranean dips plate (laughs) off the back of eating blue swimmer crab linguine. So to save money, you should now order from the kids menu next time you go out. Do people do that? Adults do. I never have. Hey? Well, I mean, remember I'm vegetarian. Right. (laughs) 131060. Does your kid eat from the main menu or alternatively, you an adult eating from the kids menu? 
Okay. Right? We want to find out. 13, 10, 60. You get free ice cream with the kids, man. <laughs> yes. Soft drink. Soft drink. Stacey has said at the Maidstone Hotel in Kersbrook, there's a great kids menu. She gets the cheeseburger because it's huge and delicious. And quite often, most kids eat free with an adult meal. So she's, she's winning. She's eating for free. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, Hazel? I love ordering from the kids' menu because I can't stomach big meals and I'll get up and leave if I'm told I can't. Order oh, from there. Hazel. Good on you, Haze. <laughs> uh, Kathy from Salisbury. All right, Kath, what's been happening with you? Good morning. How, How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. I, um, I do a lot of night shift yeah. and um, <clears throat> I uh, Uber Eats from Faster Pass of the kids' meal because I get the free garlic bread and free ice cream delivered as well. Oh. So I don't know if it's for a kid or for an adult. Um, oh. Kathy, what's the what's the cost for the pasta, the ice cream, and the garlic bread? Oh, about thirteen dollars. Oh. You're winning. You can't make it for that, <laughs> Kathy. Um, faster pasta. Don't ask you if you're ordering for a child when you order it on Uber Eats, do they? No, they don't. They okay. don't, and it's delivered, and I get my ice cream, and I get my garlic bread, so I'm good to go. Absolutely you are, Kathy. You're a very, very wise woman. Well done. <laughs> Facebook, Jiang has said, I do. I like the size of the meals, so I order two. I had the chicken schnitzel and the fish and chips. <laughs> two kids' meals, because <laughs> it adds up to of one course, adult yeah, meal. Course, and you not? get the variety, which is good. What about this one, Scotty? Uh, I sure do order from the kids' menu. There's a steak place near me. Does a great kids' steak and chips for $11. $11. Great size, stuff stuff paying $30 for the adult one. Good on you, <laughs> um, Scotty. Ricky Gervais did a funny <sighs> bit on this in um, in Afterlife. Such a good show. What can I get for you? Um, we're both having the fish fingers and beans, please. Uh, that's only on the children's menu, I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm not very angry. I can't let you order that. What do you mean? It's for children. Right. Well, he'll have fish fingers and beans twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because he had the little fella at the table there. Uh, righto, Lenny from Croydon Park. Uh, what's happening? Are we talking kids with adult menus or adults with kids' menus here? Uh, we're talking kids with the adult menu. Right, what happened? Uh, so we went out for a special dinner for mm-hmm. my husband's new Pokemon store opening. Nice. And... Um, my son ordered the $67 I fill it steak <gasps> off of the adult menu at Cole Cellar and Grill. Right. Ooh. In the Hilton. <laughs> how, how old's your son? He's, he was six <laughs> years old at the time. <laughs> six years old and he had a $67 steak. Yeah, we couldn't resist. He, we, he's become acquired to... Uh, Steak dinners now. His right. first was at Sean's Kitchen. My God. So, <laughs> a lot of money in Pokemon, Eleni. <laughs> a little bit. Jeez, i tell you what, Eleni. So, did he eat it all? He ate the whole thing. It was absolutely magnificent. Hey, Eleni, <laughs> you're in the draw. I'll tell you what, if you're doing all the good steaks, mm. you need to get little uh, six-year-old Thomas down to Gaucho's as well and go and try and eye fill it down there. <laughs> oh, absolutely. We'll do, a, we'll do a steak tour of Adelaide. Oh, what about some tofu? <laughs> what? We want the kid to grow properly. <laughs> Don't give him tofu. You'll stunt his growth. Yeah, we want Thomas go. to be a big, strong boy. Eat steak, Tommy. Morning, Lentils. Thomas. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda, 6 to 9 weekdays. SAFM.